Welcome to Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano, where you'll receive the support, the motivation, and the inspiration to be your best self each and every day. And now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano. Joe Daly back with Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Joe. Good to hear from you. Good to have you with us again. We're practicing social distancing. We have Dennis in his office. And Dennis, you've got a guest at another location. Yes, my wife Charlotte is here, uh, um, head of Gatehouse Realty, just to give us some insights as to what we may be seeing from the real estate market moving forward. Charlotte, good to have you yes, with us. Good morning. Good, nice Thank to- you. Good morning. Now, this, this is a very different time. We've been discussing on Behind the Law some of the ways we're handling things differently. And I'm sure, Dennis, this is going to be quite an interesting discussion to find out what is going on, Charlotte, with you in the real estate business. Yeah, I think, um, you know, again, the thing we were talking about before from that piece that I shared on my Facebook page is just, you know, a couple of general insights. Look, anytime you deal with situations of crisis, um, you know, something like this pandemic is we've never seen anything like this before. But again, it's an extreme crisis. So how do you deal with it as best you can? You step back, get some calm, gain some clarity, accept what you can't change, adjust, and in my mind, see the opportunity. You know, see how you can make yourself better, both personally and professionally, to get through this crisis and, and really come out on the other side better. But I think what people are, are focusing on right now is if your incomes went down substantially or you've lost your job or you're watching your 401K values or stock values go up and down because the market's so turbulent right now, um, and also one of the biggest assets for any person or for most people is their house, okay? The pieces of real estate that they have an interest in. And that's why I was thinking, oh, geez, you know, because my wife has always been very good at having, you know, being able to forecast or have some vision as to what we should be looking for, um, you know, in these sorts of circumstances with the real estate market because she's been in it for, um, how long have you been doing this now, Char? Uh, I've been licensed since 98 and running my own company since 2001. Yeah, and, and bear in mind, that also means getting through that crisis that we had in, uh, what was it, 2008, right? Right. So, so listen, I know this is uncharted territory, but, but, you know, what are you seeing on your end, and what are your thoughts? What can you offer to our listeners out there in terms of, you know, what they should be looking at, what they should be thinking about? Right, right. I mean, it's always hard to predict, but um, we've been on pause for the last couple of weeks, which meaning that we haven't been able to show anything. Um, so all the real estate's been on pause. Um, the stats for people viewing real estate online, like the Zillow stats, are down 40%. So people aren't even really searching real estate. Um, one of my hopes is that people from New York City would want to get out of, out of where they are and come to a place like Beacon, which is mainly where I work. Um, so we may be seeing a flux of people coming up once this alleviates a little bit, even though the New York State just deemed us uh, essential business so we can go back to work now showing properties. I feel like people are going to be playing it on the safe side, staying home, which they should be. Um, So I don't think we're going to see any pickup in volume coming up here until we're kind of past all of this. As far as values, you know, the buyers that we were working with had had already seen properties that were about to pull the trigger or or who had, and we had contracts out. Most of them had pulled out um, because their concerns about, you know, like you said, their assets have gone way down in the stock market. 
or un- right. job uncertainty and where the value of the real estate market is going to be in a year from now. You know, they don't want to buy something at the high point. So people are kind of hesitant. Um, and it's hard to predict. Will it go down? I think, you know, we're in a much different place than we were in 2008, where the bottom really fell out because we had so many subprime mortgages. Um, so that we're coming into this. Our market was strong on many different levels. Um, so we could bounce right back and be where we were. Um, I do think the market has been strong in the last handful of years, so it's probably due for a correction anyway. So let's see. A lot of the value of real estate comes from, um, like, the rental of it. So certainly commercial tenants and then also investment buildings and even down to single-family houses. You know, can I rent this? What can I rent it for? What's the cap rate? What's my return? And, you know, it's a real estate always a good investment, even though there will be highs and lows, but at least it's a tangible item, and people yeah. always need a place to live. So unlike, right. you know, your paper you're seeing on Wall Street kind of vanish into thin air, um, if you have real estate, you know, at least you have something. So that makes real estate always, in my mind, a great investment. So when, I, when right. I'm looking at right now specifically um, is what's happening to the rental market. You know, are people going to be able to pay the rent? Uh, both right. residential and commercial. So, and, and I think this huge stimulus package that's been rolled out is really going to help people make those payments. Right. Um, it'll right. depend how long this this ep- ends up lasting. Um, but if it's a couple months, three months, four months, and the stimulus package is covering people, I think we're going to be totally fine. Um, not totally fine, but uh, we will come out of this okay. And right. Right. The values, I, the values of the rents will determine the values of the property at the end of the day. So the commercial right. end of it, we may see a different thing. Um, right. Some commercial just won't. They just won't be able to make it. The, some of the commercial stores, right. nobody's renting. I mean, we're we're right. still putting new inventory out that was already their lease was expiring and they were already planning on listing it. And now, you know, we're forced right. to list it in the worst time ever for <laughs> right. to open a business right now. So, um, so we're going to see the commercial rental inventory stock pile up, meaning the right. amount of inventory we have start to pile up, which means right. the prices are going to start going down. My, my hopes for what for the, for the commercial rentals. So basically, because the businesses are struggling, the, the commercial rental value is going to go down because they can't pay the rent or they're going to be leaving right. or not renting new Some things them, or not starting yeah. new businesses. Exactly. Okay. All those things. You, you know, here's the thing. I, I think um, I think all of the indicators we were seeing a pretty, I mean, we were seeing a pretty stable, pretty strong real estate market before the pandemic hit, Correct. Yeah, it's been really strong. And one of the things that has made our local market here in Beacon strong um, is our tourism here and right. the Airbnbs. Right. You know, well, the Hudson Valley, the Hudson Valley's always had a lot to offer. So you, so I think you're going to have an influx. I mean, you were seeing, and we've seen historically, an influx of people wanting to get out of the city and come to places like Beacon and like Red Hook and like you know the the what have you of the Hudson Valley. Right, right, and the Hudson, the tourism in the Hudson Valley has just boomed incredibly uh, with the culinary and the beer in the last five years. It's, it's just been right. amazing. So um, Airbnb market has turned uh, the values much higher 
than they normally would be. Again, that's because of the, they're based on the rentals. So if you have a property right. that you're renting every week and it's getting this much cash flow, you know, that's going to turn. So we're seeing houses that normally would have flipped for in the threes, flip in the fives because someone's going to rent right. it out. Now, that may be short-lived, so they, those people may be holding a property they can't sell for that anymore. The, the Airbnb is kind of uncharted territories, and the city of Beacon does not want investors buying single-family homes and renting them out that way. So it certainly has put more cash in people's pockets, um, so it's, a, it's helping the economy overall. Right, and you have so much to offer here because you're having things like even like Mount Beacon or you have many things you can do in the river. Even something in Orange County is a lot of development there, like Legoland. And, I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of activities, right. a lot of things to attract, right. you know, right. young couples that want to start and raise a family um, in, in the Hudson Valley. So, right. uh, And the other, cool. thing, the other thing I'd like to touch on is, listen, interest rates, correct me if I'm wrong, interest rates were pretty much at a record low as we went yeah. into this pandemic too. How does that affect it? Right. Well, they were already low, so they were trying to help the market stay along and the economy and everything. Um, And now they're even lower. So it it all comes down to your bottom monthly payment. Uh, So if the interest rates are low, you can borrow more. That's basically it. Um, You could also refinance. You could take some cash out. Although uh, Refinancing can be expensive, so unless you're going to plan on being there for a long time, I don't recommend that or talk to your mortgage uh, broker about that. Right. Um, so we'll see. But, uh, you know, it, there's like kind of an eerie feeling. Uh, I've heard this said before recently, but it does feel like post 9-11, um, we did have an influx of people. You know, Beacon was going through its own renaissance naturally anyway when 9-11 happens. I mean, I bought my building in 99 on Main Street. Um, right. Renovated it and then opens my business. And then, I i mean, I went to town selling Beacon because I believed in what it could be. So I sold right. Main Street up and down. I've sold about 40 buildings. I've brought most of the major businesses here to Beacon because I'm passionate about what it could be. So right. there was already that excitement going on in the early 2000s. Uh, um, right. And it was kind of a land of opportunity. You could get a house for the price of a car. And right. So it's good, but we'll we'll see if we have that same after nine eleven. There was an influx of people who just wanted to get out of New York City. So we'll, we'll right. see if we kind of get that same. Well, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I always wonder with these circumstances, and, and this is the way, and we've talked about this before off the air. You know, I'm, I, I'm making an educated guess based on the things I've seen. And again, I, this is no guarantee. Geez, I, you know, it's just what I'm seeing and what I'm boiling it down to is I'm looking at this like the economy's almost being stretched like a rubber band. I mean, it's the rubber band's dropping down, 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 down. But I think what's happening is because of the stimulus and because I don't, uh, you know, and again, this is just a, a general educated guest on my part, because I don't see it lasting more than like, you know, two, three or so months. And, and we've, we've put all this money back into the economy to help stabilize, you know, the job market, unemployment, the stock market, you know, you know major companies um, watching it go down, but we're helping and it's going to end shortly. I'm making a guess on my part saying I'm confident that this rubber band is going to snap back once this is over. And I think I'll be really curious to see 
Listen, because you, as you know, as a divorce attorney, one of the first things you do as you go through the divorce, typically, is to sell the marital residence and or any jointly owned pieces of real estate. I'll be curious to see, you know, how that affects the real estate market and how the real estate market affects what we do. Um, but I think if, if, if my theory, if my educated guess is right in the rubber band sort of thing, is that when it snaps back, you're going to see a pretty, uh, pretty strong stabilization. And as part of that, if the, mortgage, if the interest rates stay low, you're going to see some opportunities and you're going to see people wanting to, to really uh, you know, get, get back into the proverbial real estate game, as it were, because, you know, again, Real estate is a very stable long-term investment, and you do have a lot of people, as a result of this pandemic, really just wanting to get out of the city. So I think I see the Hudson Valley as as being the opportunity where, um, you know, a lot of people uh, would be interested in coming here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do think it will it will bounce back. I don't think this is going to be something like what happened in two thousand eight, as far as real estate is concerned. Um, I think the commercial sector is going to have a problem. Um, it will bounce back. I mean, I own the well, we own the bridal shop as well. So I'm hoping the buyers that were scheduled to come in during the end of March and April will come in in May. Um, right. But some of the businesses like you, I can't go get my haircut this month. That doesn't mean I'm going to get my haircut twice next month. You know, so so there's going to be right. lost business, the gyms and stuff like that. It's such as lost business. So we'll see who's going to fare out okay. And I think it's really important that the companies that are not over-leveraged are going to do well. You know, and that's how I've always done my entire life is I'm pretty conservative when it comes to having enough equity in all my real estate holdings. You know, I I have that rainy day fund, so I'm not in a complete panic and dependent on the government. And I think... um, businesses that are in that position are going to be fine and businesses that are maybe too overextended uh we'll see but it will create opportunity for people waiting and this is the time whenever there's a a flux in what's going on in the world that's what creates opportunity yeah that's what i was thinking i mean my thought is always you know they, they say with investing you know kind of go against the grain when when the masses are doing something, you got to take a look at right. doing. You got not that you necessarily do that automatically, you know, right. blindly do it. But I think, but you got to take a look at going against the grain and doing the opposite. So so when you tell me, yeah. you know, maybe uh, you're going to see a lot of businesses that are over leveraged might not be able to come back. They might not be able to survive the pandemic and thereby creating a you know a, a, a large inventory of, of commercial rentals thereby by decreasing, uh, you know, value in commercial properties and maybe having people sell. And the people that are sitting on the sidelines that had cash and weren't over-leveraged or had reliable businesses, um, you know, that could survive the pandemic, maybe there's going to be opportunities for them. And I know, um, you know, I certainly know the Hudson Valley is a great place. I mean, I've, I've, I've lived and worked here for years and grew up here, um, but, but especially Beacon. Uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, I think in a way it – These sorts of crises, I've always said, like I was talking about with Joe uh, last couple of episodes, these crises, hopefully, you step back, you take a deep breath, you gain calm, you get calm and gain clarity, and you try to adjust and you reevaluate what you're doing. Like you said, you know, you take a look, and I even had a conversation with my staff earlier today and throughout the course of the pandemic just saying, look, 
you know, make sure you're improving your credit every day. Make sure you're valuing your opportunities to make money and do that as best you can and work hard. You know, and also make sure you're investing in your real estate and trying to find ways that your real estate can help cover itself because that's what helps carry you through these sorts of crises. And, and learn something about your financial circumstance, not just personally but professionally as well, and adjust and change and get better. So I think, uh, okay, so wow, that was a lot of information, Char. Thank you for, <laughs> for coming on and, and giving us some insights. I mean, I, you know, I always like when it comes to real estate, real estate is so um, intimately intertwined with what I do. I find that it does affect um, the divorce rate, and, I, and uh, as I'm seeing uh, the likelihood that the divorce rate will spike as a result of this pandemic, I, I fully believe in, and it, and it did in the 2008 recession, and it's and it's as it's done so previously in history because it's been in this business for 20 plus years. Um, it's interesting it to makes, see the interplay. It makes sense that it would because for most people, their real estate, their home is their biggest asset. So when you're starting to struggle and fight over money, isn't that the number one cause of divorce? Yeah, I think at least, listen, I, I don't know if it necessarily is statistically. I'd have to, uh, um, you know, reassess that. But I will tell you that uh, um, from my perspective, it's, it's philosophical changes or philosophical differences mainly, and those philosophical differences are the – the result of the philosophical differences are financial difficulties. Um, you know, essentially what people want out of life, you're going to get the worker bee with the person that just wants to, you know, just relax and enjoy life and get by, and that particular couple usually um, doesn't survive. Um, and in large part because the worker bee doesn't understand why the relaxed bee is relaxing, and the relaxed bee doesn't understand why the worker bee keeps working all the time. Um, you, know, you know, and again, forgive the simplicity in the explanation uh, um, example, but um, it's just the reality. It's just what I've seen in thousands That's of divorce right. cases I've handled over the past 20 plus years. That's why I had to marry someone with as much drive as myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, listen, Joe. Listen, Joe. I always say, I was telling my accountant just the other day, I married up, man. You know? <laughs> the goal has got to be to marry up. Started. He yep. was my seed, but I knew he had potential. And my yep. my word is always marry someone named Charlotte. I've done that. It's worked out just <laughs> right, fine. Right, right. <laughs> let's give it's everybody a very special name for sure. Let's give everybody two websites. Charlotte, let's do your website first. Let's start there. More information about you and real estate, they can sure. find it there. Gatehouserealty.com. Easy as that. Easy as that. And Dennis, as always, your yep. website. Yes, drvetranolaw.com. And again, I, you know, I think uh, you know, don't hesitate, people that are out there. Don't hesitate. If you can, I mean, it seems now that, that they're an essential business. But I think if you're contemplating divorce right now, don't hesitate while you're home and you have the time on your hands. If you know your central marital asset is the marital residence, pick up the phone and give a broker that you trust a call and say, hey, can you do a CMA for me? Just so I know what I'm looking at. So when you're looking at your expenses and you're looking at your tax returns, hey, 
Get a recommendation for a good uh, real estate broker that works well in your area. Call that person and say, hey, here's my address. Here's my house. Can you give me some comps? Can you tell me what my house is worth? Shaw, what do you think about that, about that idea? Yeah, of course. The more information, the better. You want to be in making an intelligent decision. So, um, and absolutely, give us a call. And that's something you can do now while you have time on your hands, folks. Even if they don't want us to come in, we can do a lot uh, remotely, too. Yes. So and yes. we can always do Zoom videos and stuff to take a look at the inside. But we know the market in and out and the history of market. Um, that we'll have a good sense right away what they're looking but at. But the CMAs are mainly based on comps, correct? Yeah. It's a comparative market analysis. For the, for the listeners who aren't aware, what are comps? They're comparable sales to their house. So if they have a raised ranch, 2,000 square feet, three bedrooms, two and a half baths, that's what we're looking for in that same neighborhood. Yeah, so, that, so that's, uh, that's some things people can be doing from home. Please, take advantage. Listen, don't look at this like, uh, I don't want you to be home, you know, cuddled up on your couch, panicking. What I want you to do is stay home, be safe, but listen, keep yourself occupied with the things you can do from home to move right. your life forward, whatever it is. Right. Look, look for another job. Look for a way to get a master's degree. Look for a way to value your house. Look through your expenses. See how you can adjust your personal and your professional life to move forward and be better. Because this pandemic will end, hopefully sooner rather than later. We'll leave it right there. Two of the most inspirational people we know, Dennis and Charlotte, thank you both for being with us today. No problem. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Great to be with you again. Stay safe.